thing. Welcome to another episode of Remembering Me, a soul healing podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm Candice Love. I'm your boy, Docs, a.k.a. Brick City Buddha. And we have, as y'all can who see, got? very special guests in the building. Let them know who you are, beloved. Easy to block, Captain. Put your mic up, yeah. Okay, easy to block, Captain. Yes. Philadelphia. Yes. Best battle rapper in the world. Hemothy. The <laughs> easy to block, Captain. You know what I mean? How y'all doing today? Right. Nick, first of all, I want to start this podcast off by saying thank you for being here right absolutely you have no idea how exciting this is for me thank you being my fave <laughs> okay and then the way that all of this came about right. one thing about me is i'm very clear on how much integrity means to okay. me and everything in our conversation since we started the conversation to get to this space has been you displaying nothing but integrity right. and it's so rare that you get to meet someone who actually stands up to uh, the idea that you have of them surpasses surpasses yeah. right uh, and so for you to have all of those qualities everything that you takes back mm -hmm. professional mm -hmm. and even being willing to come here and do this to fly to Houston and do the podcast when you have one of the biggest battles coming up next week is uh -huh. so huge and we are so honored and we're just really grateful that you would even think to come and be a part of this with us oh, absolutely um I'm big on vibes though right you know what I mean um, <laughs> energy energy not like how y'all got it right right, right. I mean y'all a little extreme <laughs> yeah Right, but you know, being um, the way I grew up, you start you start um, trusting people or mm -hmm. start feeling people by how how they move, right. how they talk. You know what I mean, and um, I don't know what led me to like like click to your pick. Cause I think you was like you was like. Hey, like, yeah, you gonna win. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is you what you people, said. Yeah. You was like, 14 days of the wake up. And I'm like, yeah, 14 yeah, days yeah, of the yeah. wake up. Yeah, it, was like, it, it was like, and then I seen the page. And I was like, hold on, this pop. I'm like, right. thought you were a catfish page. Right, right, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, first. I I'm did like, too at first. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, this too much positivity. <laughs> right, right. To listen to what I be talking no about. No doubt. You know what I mean? Like no that. Doubt. And then, um, you know, we had the exchange. And then, yeah, so it was like, okay. It fits in. I was telling your husband it fits in like certain things I'm trying to do mm -hmm. with, with with the journey I got, you know, for battle rap and talking to kids about you know life and and, and going on. Absolutely. And, and that's dope because from my perspective, like I told you on the way over here, um, I've been watching you for a large part of your career before you got like super popping mm -hmm. as easy. And to know that certain business comes up where I handle certain business comes up and my wife handles and y'all kind of initiated the communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as a man, you still got kind of be on your square. Like, oh, right, is this, is this brother really on what he say yeah, he on? And yeah, at yeah. no point did my intuition, did my energy feel like I needed to step in or take over the conversation. Yeah, the first right. time we talked after all of this, the past three, four days, like, all right, what you want to eat? You right. talking about I want some muscles, yeah. right? I mean, we just start vibing from there. So it's beautiful to know even in the arena of battle rap, as aggressive as it is, as warlike as it is, you can still... In general, as a human being, you can still maintain a certain level of honor, yeah. which I know yeah. you talk a lot mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. and integrity, and no matter what arena you're in. So as a man, I'm going to tell you on here in front of the camera, thank you, thank you for being honorable to my wife Absolutely. and with this situation. Absolutely. Yeah, no I doubt. Appreciate that. No yeah. doubt. Appreciate that. So this is really... Oh, the other thing that I don't know if you know this, but you're our first guest 
Ever. Facts. I think I, yeah, I, was, I was checking y'all out. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, he did his research. Out, yeah, I was checking y'all out. I got to make sure you got crazy. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Crazy. And, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Um, I kind of go back into, you know, just go back to what you right. said. Like when people, a lot of people is an honorable. Right. right. So, right. But even, you know, me going through your wife's page, I see you. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that. So, you know what I mean? Like it's. And, and and your wife made it a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Too, like you dig what I'm saying, like that. But a lot of females don't do that. Right, right, absolutely. You dig what I'm saying, absolutely. like that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, now, yeah. You know I mean, when a girl or that's a crazy. man have somebody, they don't make it clear. Right, you right. can flirt with them. Yo, you right. beautiful. They'll say something no instead of being like, Yo, I got a husband. I right. got a, I got a man. I used to be like, I'm big on that. Right. Shut that shit down. Right. Ish down <laughs> right. From the right. Absolutely. So you, uh, the other person can't even be on it. And then if he is on it, then you know what type of time. You know what time yeah, it is. That's yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Because yeah. what right. was interesting is, you know, because as much as we watch Battle Where we watch you and we admire what you do, we still don't know who the person is. Right. And so in our interaction, um, one of the things I just said, you know, my husband. As a woman, yeah. I know that even yeah. that phrase yeah. is yeah. enough to see if the conversation should right. continue right. or if it's going to end, right? So I'm like, no, nah, this is super professional, right. and I, I really appreciated that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we just got to kind of lay the groundwork a little bit, because y'all know we talk about everything on this podcast. Um, it's the Soul Healing Podcast for a reason, but you could still be in a spiritual uh, part of your being and still be a regular person at the same time. And y'all know we talk a lot about relationships. So just to give a little bit of the backstory of how we even get here, um, a lot of couples, when they start to get together, they either will go full throttle and trying to share what they like and what's interesting, or they don't do it at all. A lot of times, the man will be on the couch all football Sunday. The wife will cook, but she's not coming in there to watch the game with you. Mm -hmm. She's not coming to ask no questions. And vice versa, her little uh, Real Housewives shows and all of that. The man ain't checking up on none of that type of stuff. So we have like these separate compartments a lot of times in our relationships that we don't at least give a chance to see if we can resonate with it. That's never kind of been the case with my wife and I. I've been a battle rap fan. I'm an artist as well. Um, so battle rap always been a part of uh, my entertainment. I don't watch TV and stuff like that. I got basketball. Mm. I got battle rap. Okay. So when I got with her, we would talk about so many different things, being that we're not so focused on just sex and the physical aspect mm -hmm. of things. I wanted to know who she is and mm -hmm. vice versa. I would start to include her in some of the things I found interesting in battle rap. She's like, oh, I remember Tech 9 That was my favorite. Mm -hmm. God rest yeah. the dead, right? I remember R. Tech R. 9 That opened up a whole door like, all right, mm -hmm. would you be willing to watch an event? She's like, yeah, I'll be with it. And she hadn't watched it in 10 years. You know, battle mm -hmm. rap has evolved yeah. So what lot. was the first event? What was the first event? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Dang. I think one of the first people that I watched was... Was it clean? Yeah, because it wasn't events at first. Um, caffeine was just starting, so I was showing her old battles. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the first okay. battle. So what's I the first event y'all watched together? I don't even remember the first event. Oh, um, so what you said was a caffeine era. Yeah, I, I that's think only three it was years a, back. Uh, like a tournament. Ultimate yeah. Madness. Was that one I'm in? Or I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah. and that's oh. when she started to fall in love with you as an artist. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, with that being said. Um, she started to watch old battles with me, and then I was able to start to explain to her not just the talent 
of what y'all do lyrically, uh, but the psychology about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Because she real big into Survivor. Yeah. I ain't never cared nothing about nobody Survivor. <laughs> but being that she was open to watch Battle Rap, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I check Survivor out. And it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. in a completely different field. It ain't just the missions and the challenges they do. It's the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we both function. So for us to be in a space where I've been teaching her battle rap for the past year and a half, she locks in on you um, and Calico as her favorites, but you're still her favorite. Okay. Shout out to Cal. We love you, Cal, right? Shout out to Cal. <laughs> for us to just go from my bedroom, watching these battles, watching these events, having these talks, having fun with battle rap, and being in a space where we know what you think right. eventually makes its way into rea- yeah. into your reality. That's fine. We ain't had to call up easy like, yo, can you do this show? Right. Yeah. You saw a comment that you ain't have to see, right. right? Y'all sparked the conversation, and before you know it, within three to four days, you are in our house. That's right. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's oh. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's why we're here. That's why we're yeah. here. Yeah, that's, that's it's <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah. That's like the Beyonce of battle rap right, being right. in your house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's a big deal. Right, and you have a beautiful house. So. <laughs> Appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. Thank you, yeah. All right, so without further ado, let's get into our topic for today. Um, thank you guys. Uh, you've been rocking out with us for six episodes. This yeah, number six. Yeah, this number six. Um, y'all made us top fifty in the country for mental health. I know you um, are deep into that. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that at a certain point. But we kind of racked our brain about what topic to make this all inclusive because we do have different worlds, but we do okay. share a lot of similarities. Right. So I feel like the greatest thing we have in common between these three people right here is how we have repurposed pain. Okay. The relationships that we have made with pain, what we've learned from pain, what we have kind of turned pain into, and a lot of what you bring to the table as a battle rapper, mm-hmm. as an MC, it's that pain. Right. Yeah. Um, and for yeah. you to go from a point where you're not really leaning on it no more, you package it in a way, like I was saying, even when you stand in front of an opponent, yeah. opponent, I get from you that you're not really even just battling that opponent. Facts. You are battling the old version of your life that had you effed up out here. Right. That you ain't have no power to control at that point, but right. now you're easy to block and you could talk your talk mm-hmm. and get at those versions of your life that you couldn't do nothing about before. Right. So before we even did dig deep into the topic, what is pain to you? What is your current relationship with pain? Um... Ooh, that's a good question of the definition of what pain is. Mm. That's actually crazy because mm. that could be a bar. Too. Yeah, <laughs> facts, right? Thing about but it's um, I, I would I would say off top I would say pain is experiences and stories that built me to be something else. Yeah, mm. mm. mm-hmm. I mean, cause um. Every time that I, you know, I felt that that might be like the least, you know, uh, feeling you want to feel. Right. Yeah. But you grow from that. Like every time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of what type of pain it is, relationship pain, even if it's like you working out and your muscles pain is right. breaking, it's building. Right. So you're growing from right. it. Like regardless of whatever pain. So, you know, I, I, I label it like as stories, as stories. That's like a continue, a continuing mm. story. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. What's yours, baby? What's your definition? Oh, my definition of pain. I would pretty much say the same thing in regards to how the uncomfortability, the the intentional dying. Mm. And that's what it feels like when there is pain present because you can't do anything mm. but die to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm. You can't do anything but allow it to be present, to surrender to it. And so... 
I feel as if pain is any uncomfortable memory, thought, emotion, projection that I just have to give myself permission to surrender to and really to let it overcome me so it can do its job and get the hell on. (laughs) But giving myself permission to not run from that that emotion, that feeling. Right. And then I would say my definition is, I guess pain is like the soil of evolution. Mm. Absolutely. And a lot of times I talk, you know, we both are counselors too. I like that too. I appreciate you, Sabar. Mm. (laughs) Um, We are counselors and a lot of times when I work with my clients, the first thing we kind of get into is why we here, right? And when they dig into their life, they give their sob story. No disrespect to nobody's story, but we all got a sob story. And when they lay it out, one of the first things I do is say congratulations and Mm. I clap. I'm like, bro, I just paid you $150. Why are you clapping at my sadness? But now being on the other end, and I still experience pain, but being on the other end of understanding what its purpose is, mm-hmm. I tell people that rock bottom is the foundation for you to build the next version of yourself. And that kind of correlates to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, what do you feel like your rock bottom moment was? I, I think I had different stages of life where rock bottom took place at. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's not a one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To actually touch rock bottom. Um, as a juvenile, I touched rock bottom when I ain't had no parents. Mm-hmm. Um, adult, I think I touched rock bottom when I was like uh, sleeping in my car. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Um, going back to jail. Uh, maybe the last time I went back to jail. Um, I know the second time, so I'll tell you the story. Like, So the second mm-hmm. time that my sister, she calls me. She says... Um, this is when I changed. This is when I changed. Like as far as I listened to people that was, as you say, like gotcha. like that spirit y'all have. Y'all, you know, right. It's mm-hmm. a certain feeling that y'all get, or you mean, I didn't believe none of that. Got you. So my sister one day she called me. She said, "Stay out the dark." Mm. I said, "What you talking about?" Say she was. I just got. She like just stay out the dark. I'm like, All right. You know what I mean? So you know, I'm doing me. We're running around. Um, I listened to kind of in the house. Somebody called me, they like, yo, we need you to come around the corner. I'm like, no, I can't come out there. I'm just like that, because I'm listening. But it's my first time, like, taking something mm. like that and listening. So I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, hey, you church, man. I'm like, I, I go. I get locked up. Mm. The whole time I'm in the backseat, I'm just like. It's the same day. And yeah, same day. I'm just like, yo, I knew it. I should have yeah. just, like, stayed. You yeah. dig what I'm saying? Like, and like, that was a rock bottom for me. Mm. Because it's like, I didn't have to right, do that. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. right. You dig what I'm saying? And um, and I, even in battle rap, I, I felt like I had a rock bottom there too when I was on my come up finally in 2013, 14, when I actually felt like I found music to become something. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, go to jail. Right. I'm just like, I can never get it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can't. So it was like different stages of my life that I feel like I had a rock bottom. So I, I feel like four or five years ago, I just had one. Yeah. I'm starting over from there. The day, uh, you said your sister, right? Yeah. And I know you talked a lot about in your audio book. Shout out your audio book real quick. It's um, Hemothy Chapter One. It's connected to the album. So it's a blue version is the mm-hmm. audio book and the red version is the actual album. But every song has a definition of why and a lesson per song. Beautiful. Which is a fire idea. Mm-hmm. I never really heard nobody do it like right, that. Right, right. But you did mention at a certain point. You said you grew up with your father to about eight. Yes. But, but for the most part, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. for the most part, you kind of stood on the shoulders of a lot of women. You had yeah. a lot of 
beautiful um, figures in your life that was female. Right. So the day she told you, stay out the dark. And was it nighttime when you got called? No, that was, that was nighttime. It was, got, yeah. mm-hmm. So it was an entendre low key, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how long did you do? How long was that bid? That was the that juvenile. Moment? That so was, the I was juvenile. 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't come back home until I was 18. Wow. So you know, wow. it was over, yeah. Okay. It, it was over. It was over from that on. You know what I mean? But that one thing, so I always think about that. So that's wow. 16, I'm 34. That story is like seared wow. in my brain because I'm just like, I should have just listened. Right, right, You know wow. what I mean? Like okay. that, like, so it'd be like, and then you write a lot of women. My sister was older. You know what I mean? My dad's girlfriend when I was growing up, I thought that was like my real mom. Okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like that. So I was raised with them for the first eight years of my life, nine years of my life. Gotcha. And when I found out that wasn't my real mom, I met my real mom. Mm. Then my dad moved on and got married. So I was like, he's been married 20 something years. So I have another mom. Wow. You dig what I'm wow. saying? Yeah. Like, so you know what I mean? So it was like women, my grandma, right. you know what I mean? And all of that. So that's, you know I mean, that's who I was like raised with. All my lessons came from them. Mm-hmm. Got you. Mm-hmm. So when it came to those rock bottom moments mm-hmm. where pain was present and probably even feeling like the self betrayal of knowing like, why did I put myself in this situation? Mm-hmm. How did you repurpose that? How did you evolve from that? How did you deal with all of those emotions that surface? In those rock bottom moments um i think a lot of times i think we mess up because we think that we can't like we we need like that one time after we feel that pain that next time we have to be get out of that mm. and the, i mean i think that sometimes we need about three four Facts. Shoot. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like, people need hard lessons yeah. and right. i was one of them people right. <laughs> and um so i think the first time i, I um i outsmarted I outsmarted the pain, or I thought I did. Mm-hmm. You know what? This let's just chalk this up to. You know what I mean? It was a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. Go back out there, and we do the same thing mm-hmm. until it happened again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. So I guess a a, a pattern, a, a a cycle of pain. You need that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I didn't repurpose it till I'm not gonna lie, like 27. Yeah. And you're 34 right 34. now. 34. So, so from the time where your sister planted the seed, right. stay out the dark, we talking a decade plus before Came it actually home, sprouted. still sold drugs. Yeah. Went back to jail. You mean, had a girlfriend, cheated on her. It's like, you mean, right. okay, got caught cheating, still did it because I'm thinking I can, maybe right. I can cheat this way. <laughs> cheat that way. You dig what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. Right. So it's, 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 you know, until we know what's right and wrong right. it's it's it's, it's going to continue to happen yeah and then you have to still be as men they say you know we you know we get mature a little a little, a little later that could yeah. be possible mm-hmm. right. because i didn't start seeing like purpose in my life like okay bro we're we're, we're 27. Mm-hmm. Right. If you go back to jail again, you know that's going to be yeah. more than about right. three, four, five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think no what I'm saying? No like doubt. that, you can't afford. You can't afford that right. no more. So that's out of that. You do that. Your kids is going to be grown. So you're not going to be in your kids' life. So what was the point of having them? Right, right, right. You dig what I'm saying? Right. So it was just like, okay, this is the time. And I just felt like if I went left, it was over. I'm not. I'm. I'm not here. Now. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sitting in the seat. Wow. Okay. So with that being said, and one of your catchphrases, I can't say the N-word part of right. it, but time to make these payments. Right. Right. And to a large degree, we all got a similar perspective that each time you accrue a certain level of pain, you kind of put it into that evolutionary mm-hmm. bank account. So you still need a funnel system to know why you downloading that pain because it will rip you apart in different ways. 
So when you started to develop your talent, how did writing start to play a part in you having a funnel for having that pain have somewhere to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because that was, that was about, once I figured out it's profitable. Got you. Did you initially start writing with was, that in mind? Or? No, no. So I was just, you know, that was something me and my brothers did because we was just home. Got you. Yeah, I mean, couldn't go outside, might be on punishment or something. Right. I start writing, you know what I mean, like that. What was y'all write? You know what I mean, I think our first song was to the. Oh, you uh, remember? Our first song was to the uh, the, the the bad boy song. Okay. Bad, yeah. bad, bad, bad boy. <laughs> that was my first. I wrote a first joint of that, and we used to write over top of the music. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean, like for no like instrumentals and do that and. And another story, my first song I really recorded, I let my dad listen to me. He told me it was trash. It was trash, yes. Mm. And <laughs> what, what did that? That's about pay. You like, <laughs> uh, like, what? Man, like, that That would have crushed somebody. Right, though. right. What, that's what I was about to say. What did that do when it you? Was just, I was like, huh? Yeah. Like, because it already took me guts to bring this Absolutely, to right. right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, you don't really like it, but it was just like, I, I just knew I had something, but you just got to go through more experiences. So now, when I write now, it's about lessons now. You know what I mean? Right. More of a, okay, let's take it, let's package it. We, you know what I mean? We, we smart now. Right. You know what I mean? We read. We, we got, now we got to package it into right. a way that we can, you know, not glorify it, but... You know, do that. That's that's it's it's, it's like therapy. Like me writing right. the rounds to somebody. I mean, like me writing the rounds to somebody. I might learn something about me writing wow. around about right. them. Wow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, yo, I could have. They could say this to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but I won't say this to them though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they could say this to me though. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, but it be you know that, and it's just I leave it on the paper, and I don't gotta, and, and it's done, and I feel like I, you know, I achieved something. One thing with childhood trauma. When a person is triggered of any kind, they revert back to the moment that they experienced the trauma. So, for instance, when you finally built up the courage to go and show your dad or recite, you know, what you just wrote to your dad. And then he says something like, it's trash. How that emotion gets instilled in the body mm -hmm. and the memory in the mind right. at any point. Was that voice still in your mind that you had to work through in your process of evolving in your writing? I mean, honestly, I was as ch I was already mad at my dad at that okay. time. Gotcha. Yeah, you know I mean, because I felt like I should have been with him. You know what mm -hmm. I mean, from zero to eighteen. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that, and even at thirty-four, I still think like, yo, my life could have been different. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that. So it'd be like, all right, you know, so I finally got over that as an adult. Yeah. So it was just like, because my mom was a fan of mine. Mm, so I could bring right. some corny stuff to her. She, <laughs> she, she's going to play it. Yeah. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Right. But I knew that. I said, this is when I know I'm going to be good, when I know he like it. Got you. Mm. And you had to balance with him not, and then your mother still right. supporting. And you brought up a dope point. Uh, this is a freebie, too, for y'all. One of the techniques I give to some of my clients, too, that I haven't issues connecting to their subconscious because that's kind of what you do in the world of being an artist, right. especially a battle rap. I don't know if you're familiar with the term shadow work. 
No splinters. So, so in spirituality, you know, everybody is light and positivity and all this extra stuff, which of course is a beautiful part of it. But a lot of the healing process, you got to dig into those dark spots mm. in your memory bank, in your soul, in your spirit that you may not necessarily want to even admit to yourself is actually there. Mm-hmm. You got people that do ayahuasca and go on trips to tap into that shadow aspect of themselves. Mm. Mm. So that's the part of you that may feel abandoned, right. neglected, mm-hmm. right. or unworthy. So you kind of do that your version of a battle rapper because not all battle rappers of course do that right um you do that in a way where you're actually doing public shadow work talking about these experiences and when you kind of wrote down that you finding out new pretty much angles Mm -hmm. about yourself if y'all not familiar with battle rap a a huge part of the sport is not just being lyrical but if you're going to attack your opponent you got to have certain angles based on their personality Mm -hmm. to make them look less than in some way shape or form right so I encourage people to, of course, journal, to, of course, have a diary, to, of course, write. But there's something that I give to my clients called unconscious writing. This may be something you want to do as a writer, too. You get a piece of paper out. You get a pen. Give yourself a certain amount of time. It's going to be uncomfortable your first time doing it, so at least one minute. And when you hit the timer, just start letting your pen move. Don't stop. Don't pause. Don't think. Mm -hmm. Don't try to come up with a bar or what the next word is. Just allow your hand to keep writing, to keep moving. You're still creating words, but don't worry about sequence. At the end of it, almost every time I do this technique with people, we look for the siphon, right? The sequence of what words were repeating, what themes kept coming up. And by doing these types of things, you start to find the angles within your own self Mm. because we got multiple versions of ourselves battling in our head these inner voices that we can't get to stop talking Mm -hmm. they going at it so for you to be able to identify which one is which which one has certain characteristics and certain traits you got to first find an angle and i think that's a dope perspective of you learning more about yourself and even attacking your opponent Mm -hmm. we could take that into our day-to-day lives without being battle rappers that's Mm -hmm. super dope yeah Yeah. i agree I, i can't remember who you were actually battling but you were speaking about your story to the degree it literally made my eyes water. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is the aspects of your being that really solidified you being my favorite. The way that you tell your story with passion, the way that it's also a teachable moment. Right. And so how do you feel in regards to the fact that your story is a teachable moment as well as it's enough to make you people's favorite? Right. Mm, I, well, once I noticed that, I think that's the like my goal, especially when I'm around three. When mm-hmm. I get to the yo, it's a lesson in every bar. I right. do that on purpose because mm-hmm. it's like okay, a lot of rappers we we look up to. Let's just say they not really, you know, the story ain't real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're really fraud about right. what they, you know, is. So it's like when you get like an authentic person who really been in the streets right. and been in foster care and live with my mom and live with my other mom. And live, you know what I'm saying? Like right. now you get to tell, okay, listen, this is what really happened and this is how you can look at it though. Right. You know I mean, because yeah, I might could put it in bars, but if I never been through it, you can't feel it. Absolutely. You know, you can't you can't feel it. But now, since I've been through it, I can tell you how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like for real, right? You know what I mean, like that. So I try to do a little bit, you know, per per battle, so they could just know, like you know I mean that I'm really in a certain details, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah. you could read a book, or you could watch yeah. a movie, and you can write it, but it's certain details that you have to live right. it. Five pounds on the front row, right. like you can't just like, you, know yo, you can't. You, yeah. Oh, that's how people be know. They be like, oh, he really yeah, did that. no doubt, no doubt. You know what I yeah. mean, like that. So it's just like you know, 
I'll be trying to find those like, yo, what is unique about this that I know mm. you would know for mm. sure? Like, yo, he been through that. Yeah. Right. And, then, and then and I do that. No, I love that. Um, and I always wanted to ask uh, a, a battle rapper, but especially somebody like you. Mm-hmm. Um, first question is, is it still therapy for you being that it's so much a part of your livelihood? This is business for you mm-hmm. now. Is it still therapy? Yeah, it's still therapy for me. Which aspect, if any, would you say is more therapeutic? The actually getting it out or the actual performing? Mm. Uh. That's a good question. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say getting it out. Mm. Okay, so basically, because I battled Big T last time mm-hmm. right this is, that's my last battle mm-hmm. so i can tell you a million times in my audio books such and such i'm from philly i'm from this part I'm from this part but until i performed it like right. that right that's when they got it right right like oh you dig what i'm yeah. saying like, i can tell you so it's like, <laughs> it has to be yeah. i think the performing part is right. what is what can because you can hear it you can tell if a person not it right you can tell if a person ain't it. whatever right. we could afford right. to be that's right right <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that. And I think that's that line was like, okay. Yeah. Even in my comments, it was like, yo, that's all we wanted you to say. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Like, I did say that, like, right. several times. But right. that's what that, that's how they accepted it. Right. So I think the performing part is more therapeutic for other people as well. And the reason I asked you that is because, again, with uh, the sessions, a lot of times clients will talk about, well, you know, I didn't tell this particular person this because. I knew they wasn't going to really hear me. I knew it wasn't going to have no particular effect. Mm. And a lot of times when you start to develop your approach to healing, Mm -hmm. you realize the truth that you need to share with somebody else who may be doing some BS, it ain't even really about them getting it. It's about you just getting it out of your system. Mm. Because we're talking about emotion, energy and emotion. If you don't give the, the energy a channel to actually get out of your system, it can't actually get processed. You can't get your downloads. You can't learn your angles about mm-hmm. yourself. And you can't have a blueprint to go forward. So a lot of times people are like, I ain't going to tell them that. Sometimes just write it in the letter, send it to them. Don't worry about it if they, if they even read it. At least you got something mm. out. And your answer correlates to my thoughts on that. Yeah, I love that. And so when you are in your space of performing, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of energy. (laughs) It's a lot of energy. And so one, what are you feeling in your Mm -hmm. body? One of the things that we teach people in our sessions with healing is a lot of the emotions that they feel is stored in the body. Anger is stored in the liver. Grief is stored in the lungs. Mm -hmm. And then when there are situations where you have to say, for instance, be creative Mm -hmm. because you are constantly in your creativeness. And so when you have to be creative, that's the energy you have to consume. And then when you are no longer being creative, where does that energy go? Mm -hmm. How do you transmute it? So when you're performing on stage, when you're writing, how do how does how do you experience that in your body in your life and then how do you transition out of that back into normalcy great question mm. i think i'm probably like though one of the cheat codes because my life is this got you you know what i mean like so when I, I, I never turn it off mm-hmm. right you know what I mean? It's, it's always it. That's why I can stamp like right back to it. I could go do the like the freestyle, and it'll right. still sound the same. The, the lesson, the yeah. messages are still the same. Is I'm just giving it to you in like a different, you know, part part of it. Now I think when when you like acting, I think you got to turn it on and off. Got you. 
You know what I mean? Like that, I go on stage, I know what I want to happen. To me, I feel like everything's already written. I think everything's done. Everything's written already. So the battle, I already know what's supposed to happen for the battle. Do you do visualizations? As far as what you So mean? like, have you ever seen on the movies, you'll see it with athletes. There was a movie called, uh, what's my favorite movie? The Samurai movie. The Last Samurai? Yeah, The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I love Samurai. That's the Samurai movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a technique that people do. is It's just visualizations, okay. which means you see it, you visualize it yeah. before oh, well, it then, happens. Well, then that's what I do. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And right. so when you on the stage, does it feel like almost like deja vu because you've already spent time in that moment? I'll be at the, I'll be at the, I'll be at the interviews after. Mm. Wow. Like, I thought about that like two days ago. I'm wow. already at the interview <laughs> of what I'm going to say. Like, yeah, right. yeah, the yeah, win. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Yep. Like that. Like I, I go like that way. Like That's you know what I mean? Like yeah, I be I, I overthink. You know? So people be like telling me like yo, you be overthinking too much, and I just be like, I try to um for not thinking. And I think if you go all the way back from from my sister telling me right. to not do something, right. I think that's what made me mm. like. Maybe I should start looking at every situation about four times. The right. good, the bad, the worst of what can happen right. now. You know what I mean? Instead of just uh, doing something. So no, no. now that's what I do. Even coming here, I got to look at your page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try no, to no. find your page. No, yeah. no. And then I got to go on the YouTube. I got to hear what y'all talking about. Yeah. I got to go see. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Like that. Like Intentionality. It's just, right. It has to be that. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's kind of like where intuition has an ability to show up. Intuition more so like the feminine component mm-hmm. of everybody. Everybody has it. It just may not be developed. The masculine aspect is the logic, the mm-hmm. one plus one equal two. So for you to do that preparation, I actually is a technique I give people too. Um, I was working with this brother who was just, you know, getting it in too much and he was trying to get himself under control. And I would ask him like, all right, well, how you feel after you bust something down that you really didn't want no part of? You just had to fulfill that um, addiction. How do you feel after? Like, I feel terrible. Mm. So I was like, start to get into what I called in that moment, sex extrapolation. When the desire first rises up, give yourself two to three minutes to visualize that happening, her coming through, y'all do whatever you do, and go to the moment after the nervous mm. bus. Sit in how you're going to feel after it and let that start to download in your system. It's interesting that you talk about doing that both ways now, not just with the negative, mm-hmm. but even with the positive, yeah. using that thought for what it was uh, is necessary for, but then allowing the intuition to take over. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure how you rehearse, how you practice, when you get on that stage, that energy takes on a life of its own. Yeah, certain so d- things d- happen, d- you ain't anticipating. I'll be ready to pass out up there. Wow. Like, wow. I, I, I'm to my last drop of um, energy. That's what I tell wow. you. I'll leave it up right. there. Like, to me, this okay. is like the last of the last. Because I look at it like, if I lose this, I might can't get like another battle. I know that's not true. Yeah, yeah, sure, right. yeah, no But doubt. I just be like, Right. That's, that's like your that's mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Right. It could be over after this. Sure. Right. He might kill you to the point you can't get another. Right. right. So we have to leave it. Yeah. All right here. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's what I do every battle. Even if the performances don't look the same, it's different circumstances. For sure. With it. But that's what I do. Being that you give so much of your life on that stage and in your material, does it even feel like you performing? Um not really. What does that's what I get from like? you. Like I, I never feel like I'm watching you perform and feel like you just talking to somebody easy. on the block. Like, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? For real, yeah, feel facts. easy. Um, I think that I think I represent on like the average person. Mm. Um, I go there. I just like even before events. You know how like I'm at the space where I'm supposed to like not come main event, come later. 
I go early. I go yeah. early. Set up my merch. Shake hands. Right. Yeah, take pictures. Oh, right. What's up? Yeah. Yo, are you cool as shit? Like, no, I'm just regular. Right. And then I go practice and then come back. Yeah. And then you know I mean? And then I'm. I feel like them. Right. Because I am y'all. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that. that. You know what I mean? So and then so, I'm when I'm having a conversation with my opponent. It's like I'm talking to y'all too. Right. That's what I get. You know what I mean? Yeah. When y'all want to have this conversation right. with him too. Right. Yeah. So it's like we it was like we're we're both having this conversation. Right. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. you're right. That's what we want. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Right. Like it's like I no take doubt. what y'all wanna say <laughs> and we going to talk to them. Community talk. Right. Baby. One of the things we were speaking about before we even started the podcast was your preparation. And you mentioned a lot about stillness mm -hmm. and silence. Right. And one of the things in regards to healing that most people really do not want to prioritize. And to some degree, they can't. Mm -hmm. They haven't tapped into themselves enough to where they know how to value stillness. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to value silence. And they also don't know that the things that they want so bad, the blessings they want, the ideas they want, the creativity they want, is in the midst of stillness and silence. So can you talk to us about what stillness and silence feels like for you and what happens to you when you're in that space? I think when I get to the like the quietness of of, of is is really coming up with the blueprint. You talking about in music? Yeah, in in general, or just in life? What we doing? Yeah, because you use it in music, but that's that's where you great at because mm -hmm. you're utilizing silence to bring out your greatness. Mm -hmm. And people run from silence, and then they just keep doing what other people are doing. Well, I've, I've been in jail, though. Yeah, mm. facts. So that's the difference. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Like, I actually had to sit in silence and just, you know, um, lights out and lights on, and you got to go in the bed. So it's like, I think your brain, your brain, when they say the brain is the most powerful thing. Right. When I was in, like, uh, I did this, like, little camp, you know what I mean, for, for the jail, like, to get out at a certain time, I had to go to this camp, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do like push-ups and so it was like a, a thing right so doing a push-up was like your body hurt and the, and the sergeant told me son and it's crazy because this is like from the military but i took it in life right he was like yo like your brain to tell you your brain will tell your body to do whatever mm. right it's absolutely. not your body absolutely. it's your mind yeah. mm. so you like you can't do no push-up yo i can't do it so when he yelling at you yo, hurry up and do it mm. in your body pushing mm. up <laughs> So the whole time it really could have pushed one up. You just needed that yeah. push to push it up. You right. know what I mean? Like that. So I'll be when I when I'm in silence, yo, I feel like I'll be thinking of like the that's where like the angles at. So when y'all say like when I master ride them angles, right. the the first couple of days, it's like where do I go? Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm. like if me and him is sitting, I'll just close my eyes and I'm like, yo, if me and him is sitting in a chair, mm. what would I be saying to him? That's meditation. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, and then that's how I come up. That's how I come up with the stuff. I'm like, all right, but like this will be my conversation right. to him. Yeah. Right. There's this uh, when my husband and I are like really creative, we feel like we're in a flow, but it also feels like a trance, mm -hmm. like tunnel yeah. vision. Mm -hmm. When you are in that space, does it feel that way for you? Like it's like a trance, like nothing else matters. You don't hear nothing else, see nothing else. Food is not necessary. Um, I think that's when I'm. I guess, like, I would say the first week. The first week of, like, writing is the most important. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I, I got a schedule. So it'll be, like, yo, from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. Wow. Yeah, I might be in it, like, 14 hours. That means, like, my, my like, teach my body, like, you cannot go to sleep until, like, 12.01. That's fire. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you ain't right. Even if my mind is stuck from 11 to 11.55, at 11.55, I might come up with that bar. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you Straight up, it. right. So I give it the time. I don't shortchange it. You know what I mean? If I don't, I don't. That's fine. But make sure I stay on that time. And so far, it hasn't failed me. Like, what I do, I take it as a job, though. You know what I mean? So how I would clock in, this is how I felt. I said, yo, so when I make more money, when I at this battle rap or music or acting that I do at my job, I'm going to quit my job. But I'm still going to clock in like it's my like job. Like it's my job. Facts. I love that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, no because if I'm giving this company 40 hours of my life, right. why wouldn't I give battle rap a battle mm -hmm. 40 right. hours? Right. right. 40 yeah, hours to write your you Why yeah. wouldn't I? They're <laughs> paying me. 13 times, right, though, you right, know right. what I'm saying? Like that, so I still look at it. That's why I do the 10 hours a day, 10 hours a day, 10 hours a day. Okay, that's 40 hours. Okay, I got 40 hours. Right. So in the conversation over here, you was talking about, and we already know we follow you right. um, very intensely, but you talked about your relationship with um, being signed to Flip, mm -hmm. Flip being from Houston. Um, and you talked about the fact that he said you are the most popping and the most humble right now yeah. and that was a big part of the decision making and y'all doing business together in mm -hmm. this way and the vibe i got from you just watching you us having these interactions now you feel very like you're a superstar mm -hmm. and you right. feel you know you know what time it is right. easy is the face of one of the biggest platforms in the world as far as the url i mean battle rap in general at this mm -hmm. point shout out to remy you know you expanding even beyond url how do you see easy how do you see yourself? Do you feel like a That's superstar? A do you question. see yourself as a superstar? Ah, that is a yo, really good question. My, um, my old head, shout out to shout out to Three Letterman. He always act tell me to sit down. He be like, "Do you see yourself?" Right. He always tell right. me that. He be like, "Yo, sit down <laughs> and see like who you is." Right. Because there's certain things that you can't do now. Right. You know all of that. Like, um, I, I went out. Like two weeks ago, I called my friend in Philly. I'm like, yo, let's go to the bar. I called my brother. I'm like, yo, I'm here coming. He like, what are you doing? Over there? <laughs> <laughs> he like, easy, you, you, easy. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming. Right. To, I'm, coming right. I'm, I'm coming to get you. Right. It's like this. So it's like they like they people look at me more than I be looking at myself. Right. You. you dig what I'm saying? Like that. Like they be like even now. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go Houston to do this podcast. Right. We said the same thing. Like yo, he ain't got no business really coming out. Yo, right. outside of the energy. Yo, that we everybody was like, what are you going out there? He said, I ain't come with nobody. I'm just right. like, yo, I got right. it. No but I, it's a feeling I got. Yeah. And when I start ignoring that feeling is when bad things happen. Gotcha. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that is always when I, when I, when I don't, that's why I don't second guess myself no more. Right. Or nothing. When right. I feel like something is right, I go for it. When I feel like it's right and I don't go for it, it always goes bad. So you, so you don't see yourself as the easy the world sees you as? Yeah, no. Okay. You know what I'm really? saying? Like, no, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, so, really? Mm. <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you this. When somebody says like, you're my favorite, what mm -hmm. does that feel like? Do you feel anything? Like no, I feel think I feel like you. Know, I appreciate. It. I work hard to you know to to do that. But I want to be bringing you. Okay, so if he would ask me, do I be nervous on stage? Yeah. I don't be nervous for the actual opponent. I be nervous in the making my supporters happy. Mm. Wow! Like I hope I gave y'all yeah something right that you wanted because you paid your money here, paid the pay per view, you right. spent your time. Right. I want to leave you with something after you leave. No doubt. You dig what I'm Absolutely. saying? It don't be wow. the, the person. Right. I would have never, I've never heard like that type of answer from someone who is at your status right. to be more concerned about making sure your fans 
really feel like they got what they needed from you as opposed to like i'm not even worried about the person in front of me right. they almost don't even exist no because they're not huge. paying you y'all the ones who paying right no doubt you know what i mean like that so at the end of the day he's that person's gonna be somebody else after hit me mm-hmm. right right you know right. what i mean like mm-hmm. that but you decide if you want to watch the next one mm-hmm so I think that you know fans should always be. You'll never see me there bashing no fans ever. Right. I don't yeah, say after them. I don't say none of that. Y'all right. can troll me if y'all want. You right. know what I mean like that. I'm gonna troll back if I got to. Yeah. But it always be. I'll be appreciating it because even the bad things that be said about me, you can you can technically revamp some of that. Right. Right. Yeah. You said um, in one of your lyrics, um, loyalty it calls you, karma will remind you. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and just kind of getting a, a, a idea for how your energy is, how humble, of course, you are, and real and authentic you are. Yeah, people like you, people like us, I can relate to that. I'm the same type of person. I told my wife when I came in, we just, we the same dude. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that being said, I had to figure out how to like know who to give the level of love I'm capable of giving. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to know who to give it to. I don't get to my wife until I learn that lesson and who to cut off and how to stop doing that. And it's something I call savior syndrome that a lot of people with good hearts and that are humble suffer, suffer from. Do you feel like you've ever suffered from yes. savior syndrome and, uh, and been at a point time. you gave more than you would receive? I think I st- I'm still doing it. I think maybe the last maybe year is I focused on myself. Mm. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm seeing like proper like results because I mm. might can see somebody and be like, maybe look at potential. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, let me put something into right, that. Right. But it's just the potential, and uh, and I kind of been trying to teach this like loyalty is only loyalty when it's both ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the word loyalty only can yeah. be yeah. meant loyalty if it goes both <laughs> ways. Right. Because one way means that one person getting over on somebody, right. yeah. and it's, you're not loyal to them. Right. You think what I'm saying? Like, so, so in that process of acknowledging, like really helping people, being there for people, even more than they reciprocate. Have you had to set boundaries in doing that? Many times when people are like super loving and they want to help and they, you know, they want to bring people with mm-hmm. them and you realize everybody can't come. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that you really love and you set those boundaries, sometimes they'll villainize you and make you out of the bad person just for doing what's best for you. Have you experienced that? Well, you know, my, you know, that's on the come up. That happens a lot now. Mm-hmm. I know I have my circle for the most part, is staying solid. Cause you know, I, I got my right hand, I knew him 10 plus years. You know what I mean? So he's always, he's like my like my heir. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even when companies are doing bad business, I'm like, I don't like it. Right, right. He would say yeah. that yeah. before yeah. you even yeah. said yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It would be like, you know, like. That's a real I, one. Yeah, and then I'll go yeah. back. Shout him out real quick. Take, you yeah. know what I mean? He know he, I shout him out every yeah. time I go. Cause I'm, I was in jail and, and when I needed money, even if he would have five dollars, he'll send it. Mm. And people don't even know that right there is right. more than sending me like a hundred dollars right. because it's like that shit last five. Right, right. So you get more respect for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that. So you usually the circle, but I have had to change people. I have gave stuff to people because I just felt like I needed, and then um, they don't want to pass it back mm. because they feel like I got it. Right, mm. right, no doubt. Cause their perception of you, yeah, no a lot of people for say I think Google got me worth like one point something million. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. they lying, they lying. Right, you know what I'm saying like that. But I'm giving I'm it to you. Though. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm giving it to you because that's the type of person I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but you're not, you're not gonna pay me back on time because you feel like that I already have. It's so no I had to cut people off. I had to cut people off like that. I'm just letting people come in my house and. 
take stuff and right. you know drink or smoke right. or whatever for free and right. then you know what I mean like even asking me for rides and you don't offer me no gas money I hate that right and you also talked about something in your um your audio book definitely check out the audio book shout it out one more time um Hemothy chapter one audio book it's, it's on every major platform it's fire and you um you had went through maybe a, a list of certain rules you had and one of them you talked about know what category to put people mm. in can you talk, that was fire how you laid that yeah. out. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, because I think that, um, okay, so let's just, since we on relationships, yeah. you meet a girl and people want to call her like your wifey <laughs> from the rip. Right. right. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you think what I'm saying? Like we already put her in high category right. that she don't deserve to be there. And that goes for anybody right. else, a friend. When you just meet that person, he's technically an associate first. Mm -hmm. We got to start putting them in associate categories. Now, associates, they don't get favors yet. Right. Because mm. they haven't built that trust with right. you yeah. to be doing that. You dig what I'm saying? No they shouldn't even technically be known where you stay at. Yeah. Right. You dig what I'm right. saying? Is even when, when I be in a, like um, a relationship, it's certain my girl can't even be around my friends like that. Mm. Like like men like in the room. Like if I'm in the room, you're right. in her house. Then yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying like that. I don't I don't follow none of my girls for none of my friends girls mm. on Instagram mm. or Twitter. Mm. I don't I don't have. There's no need for me right. to do that. Right. Mm. No doubt. You dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. I know your page. So if anything happens to my man, I'll inbox yeah. you. Yeah. But there's no need for me to do that because if I'm, you mean like that's your property. You dig what I'm saying? Right, no or doubt. Not property. Yeah, but you yeah, know what I'm saying? No, I got that's you. your, like that's your mean. Yeah. Me, I have nothing to be doing with that. Right. That's my sis. Right. I think that we don't categorize people right, and then we give them more than what they supposed to have, or we give the people that we supposed to have a lot less. Mm. I'm like, listen, I'm not mm. mad at that at all. Facts, because you're giving so much, so the yeah, leftovers, yeah. So no it's just like, and, 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 and I think we all suffer from that, and I have lost money from that. I've been stabbed in the back from that. My heart been broke from that, mm. you know what I mean? And all of that, because uh, I treated everybody like me, mm. like yeah. they was me, and that's the worst thing to do. Just mm. because I'm honorable and I'm thorough, every time I meet somebody, they say start with a clean slate, and I, I that's partially true. But everybody gotta have some balance. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying Absolutely. like that. You know what I mean? Because you know what I mean, we, you, you have to get to know me, our yeah. relationship. You have to get to know you a little bit more yeah. too to be like okay. Because different situations, right. and then you categorizing where people are placed in your life mm. lets you know who actually deserves to have access to you. Because mm. right. everybody doesn't deserve to have access to you. Everybody doesn't deserve to share certain moments with you, to know certain things about you. So I, I love that. That is very important for people to know. Because some people are so loving. It's like, oh, everybody can come and everybody can't come. Mm -hmm. Everybody isn't allowed to have that much access to me. Even our last episode, <laughs> we were speaking about, about, about that. Yeah, so one of the things with me is like, People love to hold me accountable for like answering my phone and like texting and to a certain degree it they do hound me to respond but I like silence and stillness. I don't like talking on my phone. It makes me overwhelmed when people text me or expect for me to call them back in a certain time frame. And so I have to be honest about the fact that everybody doesn't have that type of access to me. It's not me thinking that I'm too good to respond. It just 
it's not a space that I want to speak to everybody right, in that right. way. And it's not personal. So when you are able to categorize who's able to have that type of access to you, it makes life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also had the situation you spoke on, I believe that was last episode or maybe the breakup Bible. But you were talking about, you know, getting um, uh, stopped from going to a baby shower you was getting ready to go yeah. to because it was a particular friendship that you was interested in seeing if it could be developed. But this person was asking for more of you than you were willing to mm. give, even though you was giving in your way. You set the boundary, you put them in their category, and they felt the way, and two, three months later, today, you get the apology text like, you know what, I was tripping. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, when you you try to set those healthy boundaries with Mm -hmm. people, and it's really like, if a person is coming into your life, you get to choose, you both get to choose, how do you have the capacity to show up in my life? Mm. And so my thing is, I only have the capacity to talk maybe once a month. (laughs) Okay, that's probably all I got. And typically my friends are cool with that. So, but that's an agreement. You get to tell me how far you're willing to go in our relationship. If you have the capacity to even be loyal in certain situations, Mm. that's a real conversation. Yeah. And so even today, finally, you know, she reached out and apologized but because people don't honor the category that you are putting them in the category you have the capacity to show up in yourself then months later you have to get an apology because they don't know how to honor you just don't like answering your phone Uh. and then the category that they're now in the only response that was necessary was a hug emoji. We ain't, well, yeah, I said everything I, I needed to say before. I, uh-huh. yeah, and, I can't, I can't right. <laughs> do that, anything else. And that's the beautiful part of the category aspect because a lot of times we overdo because uh-huh. we see the best in people. We want people to do well. We got a lot of love, right? Sometimes we feel like we're taking away love by setting a boundary or putting them in a particular mm, category, but yeah. you actually giving them love in the way they need because now that you absent, you're not here. They got to look at themselves. Yep. And three months go by and it's like, you know what? I think I was bugging. I do see a blind spot in myself that yeah. she was kind of a signal that I didn't want to hear in that moment, but now I see it. You give them love in the way they need, mm-hmm. not right. what they necessarily want from you. Yeah, no yeah. instant gratification to just have instant access to you. Facts. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this too because you've been through a lot of trauma and I say that trauma isn't the severity of a painful experience it's the duration of how long we hold on to it uh. unpacked, unprocessed but the way we perceive trauma is kind of your life story when we think about jail and street stuff and murders and all this different stuff this is the picture of trauma we have in our head at any point with the hand that you was playing I won't say dealt because to a certain degree you needed all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At any point, did you kind of have, um, I don't deserve this itis? Mm. And what I mean by that is a lot of times the thing that keeps us from breaking through a particular phase of our life is we mad at God, we mad at the world. I, I shouldn't have had to go through that. I don't deserve this. Did you ever experience that at any point in your trauma? I don't think we had, I don't think I had time to. Mm. Mm. I think we, we we was always going through something or um, maybe trying to get out of it and all of that. Um, maybe the first time in jail, but that was being naive because right. I did it. Yeah, right. You, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, right. Right. so it wasn't, you don't think of that until, yeah. you, know, you think of that until after, so that was more on me. But no, I, um, you know, the, the good thing about me now is like, I really take accountability for everything I've done. I was right. just about, that, that 
What you just said Absolutely. felt like straight accountability. Absolutely. I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, I, and that was the breakthrough. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, and I think maybe my worst issue in life right now is like, like a, a relationship. Gotcha. Mm. And of how to, you know, like be in a relationship a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> what does that mean? The, what What aspect of that is the trying to figure out part? I think that um, I was a fast. I was fast. I was too fast. So it's like I don't want to be with like someone. I don't want to be alone. Mm. So when I usually go to my relationships, it be for that. So I don't have to be alone. Mm. It don't be the correct person. Mm. You know what I mean? And then now it's a cycle. Mm. Now, you know what I mean? Now we doing the same thing that the last person did yeah. because I wasn't right. right. <laughs> right. You dig what I'm saying? And then um, like I, I you could you could lead people on. I mean, that's what I did. Like, you know, you'll lead them on that you want to become something more than what it is, but you can't really offer it yeah. because that's not what never what it was. Right. Yeah. So I think like that's the only unstable thing in my life, like as far as right now, but anything like trauma wise, right. I think I fixed that with myself gotcha. when I realized that, you know, I mean, a lot of the trauma from not kids because I came, you know, from my mom and all of that. I was yeah. just living what I could. Right. But as an adult, a lot of things that I did, I kind of put myself in that situation no doubt you know what I mean no doubt. like that like and, and that's the that's the lesson in that to like I, I could teach you how to be, get out of that though but you know I mean with the relationship thing like in the position you hold in the world you win how difficult is it to maintain a relationship well now kind of like I'm starting over from scratch now okay because I am who I am now so mm -hmm. now I'm nervous yeah what you mean Cause I don't know who 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 would like me just because of me. Got you. Okay. How long does okay. it take for you to actually feel into if the connection is genuine on their end, mm. or if it is produced based on who you are? Well, it's new to me now because it's a, like I'm only been in stardom for like three years. Right. Right. You dig what I'm saying? I was in um, a relationship. Now I'm out of it. So do you mean like is now it's more focused on me. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't know right now. Gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. I know that, how could I say this? I know that the, uh, I'm, I got more people's attention. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like my inbox is going up. You yeah. Know what I mean? So right. people want to be meeting me, but that was you wasn't there before the, the right. TV right. show dropped. Right, right, okay. You know what I mean? You wasn't there before I was. You dig what I mean? So yeah. I know what that could be. Right. That could yeah. just be because he's easy. So right. it's just like you know, I don't, you know, I don't know yet. And before that, your previous and I come to you mm -hmm. uh, next, Candice. Um, your previous relationship public in the battle rap mm -hmm. arena um, but you didn't have to deal with that because you was with somebody right. and then that ends and now it's like alright they really coming at me I'm in a space where I could deal right. but I don't trust don't trust yeah. and plus I gotta get 100% over that gotcha okay gotcha. Okay. Okay. you know what I mean like that like cause I still you know we read too like I said I was in jail reading probably mad self-help books because I wanted to self-educate myself of how to live a better life, how to deal, build, build my credit, how to, how mm. to, how to live, like how to don't mm. go. Cause statistically speaking, you know, we like 40% will go right back in within Facts. like three years. Facts. So how do we get out of that? Mm. You know what I mean? And once I found out how to get out of that, what I should have did was just focus on me, period. Mm. Mm. 
So that's what you're doing now? 100%. That's right. what I should have did. Never try to bring nobody along for the ride because yeah. now you got to worry about you and them. Right. Yeah. So what I should have just, 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 I would probably would have even got to where I was at you know, even sooner. Mm. But, you know what yeah. I mean? But that's still a lesson that I Absolutely. learned because I sure. needed stuff in there yeah. to, for me to be me now. You mm. know what I mean? Like that. So now that you are, because what you said was the aspect of wanting to be with someone or right. have someone, not necessarily wanting to be with them, but just wanting to not be alone in that space. Right. Now that you're aware of that do you feel when that sensation is coming up that's kind of like urging you to send a text or urging you to entertain someone do you are you able to decipher when it's just that part of you that feels lonely as opposed to really liking that person I'm almost like 80% like with that like I know what you're saying I'm more now of just I'm honest, 100% honest. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like you know sometimes it can backfire because we on a relationship show too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Girl>, let's <laughs> get it. Females be lying about that they want the truth. Facts. <laughs> That's facts. 100% of the yeah, truth. That right. it has never worked for me. Right, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like to be that, but I, I try to be like listen. Um, categories. I try to be like I don't want nothing serious. Right. Yeah. Let me let me let's do that. If something happens from there, then right. it can happen. But I try to let everybody know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, yo, it's too. And then certain girls that I talk to be like, yo, I'm not over my ex technically yet. Mm-hmm. So until I get a hundred percent over her, like we can't have nothing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that. And I let them know. And that helps. It does. You know what I mean? But sometimes it's like, yo, if you really, you know, if you really like her, just tell me that I need to know. And you'd be like, all right, yeah, I really like her. Nah. And be like, what? And then it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> nah. that's, the setup. that's the setup. I'll be like, no, you know I mean so you know, being too honest, you know I mean is such a is 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 a thing too, though. Yeah, right. and that's interesting you said that because when my husband and I first met, that was like one of our first conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a relationship. We mm-hmm. were very clear Fresh. about we were good being single, not looking for a relationship at all. And whatever it progressed to be, it progressed to be. So I never badgered him about, like, what are we? Mm-hmm. What are your intentions? What's your five-year plan? Mm-hmm. None of those things because it, it wasn't necessary. We just got to feel through right. where we were mm-hmm. in that moment, and it naturally evolved okay. into what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you work on, you said you're still dealing with some heartbreak and getting over your ex. How do you work on that? I mean, I think I'm over it now. Okay. But it was... um. Okay, so I have a thing of that if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I want everybody to be successful. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I know the, the goal to be successful. Right. Like, so it'd be like, okay, if I'm doing it and I let you do it and, right. and it don't show no results, I'm going to take over. Got you. You dig what I mean? Gotcha. Like that. You know, so it was, you know, sometimes I, I am like, yo, I'll be wanting to control, sh- I want to control stuff. <laughs> you right. dig what I mean? Like right. that. But in a, in a, there, in a way that's just like, that's yo. That's be helpful to you. It, I feel like it's helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. It could be over. I could be overbearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's still in a successful way, though. Because as long as we get to that goal, I'm just trying to be getting you to that goal. You know what I mean? Like, I, just, I feel like that we should be equal in this household. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them dudes that be like, yo, my girl can't make more money than me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. Right. right. For sure. I mean, right. Go ahead, make all the money. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like that. So, and if I can help you get there, yeah. it helps me out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, so I, I always was that. I'm not a 50 50 person. But I'm a, um, you know, I'm a. If you, the man and the female is 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 equal in the household, and you holding me down, I'll pay for everything. Right. 
Right. But I just want to make sure that if I don't have it, I know you got it. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I know we got it still. Yeah. Me, so it's just like that. Let me ask you this too, uh, man to man, being in the position that you in. Mm. Um, are you to a point yet? You said you're 34. You're very mature. Um, not even just for your age, just as a soul. I feel like you got an old soul. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Degree. Say that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you at a point, and I feel like, I'm not going to say all men. I'm not even going to say a lot of men, but some men get to the point uh, where they feel like sex ain't enough or physical attraction to a woman is not enough to share that energy with them. Are you at that point? Do you need something more? Do you need intangibles or, you know, if you oh, yeah. Nights, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you have to, ma- we no longer kids no more. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it, you have to match me, not style-wise, just um, life-wise. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's because if we're on two different frequencies, we can never work. Right. You know what I mean? So the sex is, like, it's a big part of it, mm-hmm. but it's the, it has to be the last thing. Gotcha. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, gotcha. I'm me, I'm mm-hmm. with, like, yo, can I live with you? Right. This is This is the thing. I want to be able to go on a date with you, mm. go go-kart ride with you, <laughs> go to the movies. Watch battle yeah. rap. Battle rap. <laughs> yeah. if, you can, if we can be, can I be around yeah, you? Yeah, facts, Because there's certain yeah, people facts. that I have dated that I didn't even like yeah, them after that. Right. It was just, yeah. oh, right. you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. So that, like, the vibe has to be there. Then, you know, I got kids. They older, but, right. like, do the kids like you? Right. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Do That's you huge. got kids? No That's huge. Do your kids like can me? We vibe? Yeah, can our kids vibe? You got baby yeah. dad for problems. I got, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that. Like, all, like now it's so many things to go around. Sex is just, it's sex though. Now, especially in 2023. Right. You can get that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no doubt. Straight up. So, when it comes to the relationship aspect, what is the one thing that you, have always wanted to experience in a relationship mm. that you've never been privy to experience before? Spoiledness. Mm. Like, I just want a girl to spoil you. Spoil you, yeah, yeah, no doubt. What does that look like? I, I think that, you know. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah, bro. no, that it is. Is. Is, is. You know what? I think that we, we at a time that just girls feel like they supposed to get spoiled. Right. Like, all the time. Like, we still, men are still human, too. Right. We got emotion. Right. Like, we get, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yo, I want to come in the house and see a bag, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you dig what Fact. I'm saying? Like, a, a watch in there. Here yeah. you go, babe. I know you've been taking care of your, your, your yeah. man just because it's Tuesday. Yeah. Because no I'll do that to you. No doubt. Yeah. I'll go to the store, see something that you like, and I'll just buy it. Right. Right. But it's not common for women to do that. Right. Not, not all women. But yeah. It's not common no, for women right. to do that to yeah. their man. And it's just like, I'm so used to being a provider. Like, I do this, I do this, I take this, I take care of this. It's like, I never had nobody that's like, you know what? Take care of you. Take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? like that so that's like i would like that not yeah. saying is you know that's what can happen i hope right. it can happen nah, you know, I can. You know what i'm saying i, I like, thought but, the same thing i felt the same right. thing until she came into my yeah. life and i got that every day like yeah one of the uh things my husband hosts uh, an event called blindfolded speed meeting and it's basically for men and women to meet one another but it's sensory deprivation so they're blindfolded and it gives you the opportunity to actually connect with someone on a soul level mm. not by vision mm. and so so after that, we typically have like a round table real talk where everyone gets to speak about relationships or just anything. Mm. So I asked the question to the women, how do you hold space for your men to show up in the relationship? Because a lot of the men said that they didn't feel safe to express how they felt without it being taken the wrong way or thrown back in their face. Facts. They um, didn't feel like they had 
a woman who wanted to take care of them or nurture them. And so I asked women, how do you make sure that your man feels how he needs to feel in the relationship? And it was crickets Mm. and almost offended. Yeah. That I asked the yeah. question. I to still be got honest. the footage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like cold. I'm like, dang, okay. So now I realize, even with my platform, that it's imperative that women realize that it's not just about you, yeah. and that w- men have people that are advocating for them to have safe spaces to come into in their relationship. Um, I was speaking to someone not too long ago. And she was like, yeah, I saw the video of, you know, you and your husband on on Instagram and how he holds space for you. And I told my husband that if he can't do that, then we can't be together Mm. anymore. And so I started asking her more questions. And she was like, yeah, when, you know, he tries to tell me certain things and, you know, he says I'm too controlling. And I said, well, hold on, because he's asking you for what he needs. He wants to speak to you without you trying to control the outcome, Mm. without you telling him what to do. He just wants to share. Mm. So you are required him to do something for you but you aren't doing what he needs you mm-hmm. to do for him right. and I feel like that's a huge right. aspect of what women are just so blinded to it because everything in society says take care of the woman right. nothing in society says also make sure your man is equally taken right. mm-hmm. care of the same way right. and when, you, when a woman flexes in that capacity if a man is uh, giving a hundred percent, if you give ten percent of the spoiling, we want to do hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to no, benefit you at real. the end of the no, day. When we, when we feel like it's not a transactional situation, that then we want to run through a brick wall for you. Absolutely. So it's still going to come back to you anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you said that perfectly. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got one more question for you. Uh, so uh, biggest battle rapper in the culture right now. Period. You got the huge battle coming up with Hitman. Next week, right? Yeah, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, shout that out, February 25th. Your Chrome 23, the anniversary card, Remy Ma. She presenting that. Make sure to shout out to her. Um, February 25th on Sony Hall, New York City. Easy to block Captain vs. Hitman Holla. Right. That is one of the probably the biggest, probably what you think, you think Mook and Lux, I mean, Lux and Light. Lux and we, we talking top, top five to ten most important battles of Absolutely. all time. Yeah. Period. So yeah. this is definitely a you know a big battle, right. um, definitely this year. And so um, grab your pay per view links right. and 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 I think tickets is almost sold out. But yeah, man, make sure y'all tune in right. for this one. This is going to be one of the ones. And yeah. um, if you're not into battle rap. Um, you may just think it's something we just talking about now. Battle rap is a huge, huge culture. Absolutely. Everybody watches battle rap. Absolutely. Athletes, actors, every. He doesn't end up on uh, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. He's one of the uh, feature actors on Bel Air. You want to mm-hmm. talk about that real quick too? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Bel Air. They about to drop season two on mm-hmm. Thursday. I'm on season one though. Go see that Peacock Network. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, do that. I'm dead, but I might not be dead, so I might be back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might be back, but I do right. have, you know, shout out to that opportunity. That was a great opportunity. I do have a um another TV show called On Tennis coming out mm-hmm. um nice. in about two months, and I got a movie that just called me for that. The premiere is going to be um, on the 16th of um, March. Right. That's called Outside. That's going to be on Tubi. Right. So I'm about to be a Tubi right. actor. No doubt. No, that's right. <laughs> right, right. So, so with that being said, um, if y'all don't know, my brother is lit up here. Thanks. And that brings up something because, you know, I spent a lot of time in music. Mm-hmm. Um, I was signed to the Heat Makers. Okay. Did my thing at my time. I, I'm still an artist, but not as active as I used to be. 
God took me a different direction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things I thought I would have had to have a deal to experience how people, quote unquote, may look up to me in certain ways in the spiritual community, um, the platforms I'm able to touch, I'm lit on this side. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy because we have this idea of, all right, when I get to a certain point of success, being able to do this is going to be so dope. It's going to be life changing. That's going to be it. We have this idea of it. But then you get to it, you do it, it's beautiful, it's lit, but then life goes on. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you got to take care of the kids the next day and wash the dishes. So it's something I've kind of coined as happiness amnesia because we hold on to these traumatic thoughts with everything we got. And it's hard to let go of the memory of it. But when we have a beautiful, a successful, a happy moment, it's very hard to remember that when you kind of need to just have balance of, yo, my life is lit. Do you experience happiness, amnesia? How do these moments, because it took you a while to get to this point where you easy mm-hmm. to block, Captain. Mm-hmm. How do these, do these moments feel to you now that you're experiencing them? And I, th- and I think maybe I should get a little bit better with that, what you're saying, but I still haven't really experienced it yet because I feel like I ain't get there where, where I want to be at. Mm. So I haven't really sat back and be like, okay, yo, you easy to block, Captain, because I just felt like I lost so much time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, I might be like, all right, if I started in 2013, I could have been here. So I'm more there. So it's like, I need to catch up more. So mm. that's why I take stuff a little bit more serious than most people because I still haven't felt like it's there. You know what I mean? I didn't purchase, purchase a house off of, off of this. Right. And that was a good moment. But I just, I be feeling like, all right, I need more. Do you, do you celebrate yourself? Yeah. Not really. Not so like really. after you have a crazy bad, you twelve just, and old right just now. Just that bro, night, like. that night we we'll, we'll toast and then I'll be right up there. Right, it's time to work. Well, even when y'all toast, like, do you feel that that is like the celebration of you? I like, think my people be happy, in? more wow. happy than me. Wow. You know I mean like wow. they'll be like, yo, to watch you do this, right? Yeah, is a happy time for them. So go ahead, go ahead. What go ahead. do you think it would take <laughs> for you to? Like feel it, like to sit in, <laughs> like damn, like you know, I'm, I'm yeah, here. Like, um, maybe I get all right. So probably the closest thing is like when my daughter called me when she seen me on TV. Okay, and she was happy, mm. so I was happy. Mm-hmm. Right, you did what say like right. got it. You right, what I'm saying like that. So yeah, and I think I like that one. And the thing I was gonna say to that that actually does connect to the desire for wanting to be spoiled. Because yeah. part of the message that you send into God, universe, Allah, right? You Muslim, mm-hmm. right? Part of the message that you send into Allah, if I'm not willing or prioritizing, celebrating myself, really sitting in my wins and understanding what I'm doing for me, then part of that message is going out to the universe and there be there will be certain levels of love that you can't get externally. Right. Because you blocking a certain level of love to yourself. And I feel like a lot of men, I have men's retreats did men's meetings for a few years. I'm working on doing them out here now. But a lot of men have that same experience and that same perspective that it's just a matter of getting it done. We don't really got time to celebrate. It's not that important to celebrate. Celebrating yourself, she taught me how to start doing that. Mm. And that has opened up new dimensions, new portals of resources, even me making it to her to establish um, this marriage. Mm. I don't do that until I learn how to really start celebrating even the little stuff. So that may be something you want to look into. Absolutely. Yeah, because... When when it came to celebrating him, you know, he had a whole community that he was leading, guiding, and helping the same as you. Mm-hmm. And so I held a whole ceremony and basically Facts. taught them. Forced us. This is how you <laughs> celebrate someone right. of this magnitude. Mm. And so 
even if I got to put it under your comments, mm-hmm. y'all better start celebrating right. this man just to, as a reminder to you, like you deserve those flowers. You deserve to be acknowledged, seen, heard, mm-hmm. and really supported. And you deserve to feel right. all that comes I from that because that. what you are doing is so great. Thank it's you. so honorable. Right. The integrity that you have is something that is refreshing to see, especially in the energy that comes with mm-hmm. battle rap. But for you to be who you are in that space is beautiful. And so you deserve to feel no, all you. of the love that comes Appreciate from that. that. Absolutely. Just real quick, um, the ceremony she's talking about, I was turning 40. And How old are you? I'm 41. <laughs> Meditation, all that good stuff, right? Um, but I was turning 40, and like she said, you know, I've been a pillar in my community in Newark and all of that. Um, so Baba is like a spiritual term for a spiritual father. Yeah, yeah. Um, I learned that from Black Panther. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Exactly. And one of the people I studied <laughs> but under. But that's why I started doing these. Fire, I love fire, that, though. Yeah. That's why I started doing these. Yeah, part of who I, um, one of the people I studied under, we called him Baba as well. So she felt like um, she was helping to initiate me into my Babahood officially. And we, we do these events in Jersey called Peace in the Park. Hundreds of people come out, meditation, yoga, food, kids, everybody. Super lit out there. And at the end of, end of the event, she brought out a bucket with some flowers. And, bro, she literally took my socks off and just washed my feet. Mm. And had everybody, like, take turns to speak life into me and throw flowers into the bucket. And at a certain point, I felt the version of me that wasn't comfortable with that type of love dying in that moment Mm. but until you are able to do the necessary work to even get to that moment so when it comes you're ready to be able to embrace it she doesn't even show up in my life first and foremost but that that moment doesn't happen in a way where i could really appreciate it and accept that level of love we'd be super gung-ho and putting it out when it comes time for us to like really receive it yeah we haven't prepared our system to be able to do that mm. you know what i'm saying yeah um so yeah i just wanted to throw that in there so, yeah. yeah so i think we let me see is there one more question oh i have one more question oh go ahead um and this is in reference to some of our conversation coming over here okay we never know who this conversation is going to reach so you talked a little bit about your ideas for um, yes. having your program right. to affect juveniles. Talk about okay, that. Okay, so the whole uh, lesson in every bar thing, we, we, we were trying to bring it to life. So I, I, when, I was in juvenile, when I was in juvenile facilities, I think that that was the time where, like, I seen, like, it's me times a thousand mm. people in here. Mm. We 15, 14, 15. But when you in there, it was like, like you don't have, like, if you don't got life, you don't got long. So you know you coming home. Mm-hmm. Right? right. We know after 18, you going to go home. And then after 18, you start your journey over. Nine out of 10 of the times is we're, we're faking it to make it in there so we could get home. But once we get home, it's the same shit. Right. Same stuff. Excuse me. Same stuff. So then we continue the same path that we did there. So I was thinking, like, okay. What I learned now, if I would have had that at 18, I probably wouldn't even have went this way mm. as far as, you know, but with the same language that I'm giving it to right. you. Absolutely. If I was to talk to you like this, like young boy, right. tighten up, <laughs> stuff, <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. because they don't want to hear it in big You're words. Right. They want right. to hear it in how they want to hear it. in. so it's a couple of things I want to, you know, do. I want to, you know, talk about the actual hood like we need to actually my thing is like talk about selling drugs but i know why you did it right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right 
You relating to Absolutely. him. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not bashing you right. for doing it, it because I did it and I was in that situation. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what that lane is about to lead right. to. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get out of that, you should do this and you should do that and you should do that. And I think that they will start accepting that more right. because it's coming from somebody to know what they're doing That's and nice. it's not talking down on them. Right. right. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know I mean, here's how you build your credit. Yo, you mean categories where we putting people at you know what I mean because I you know, we we need to know that absolutely, at 15 because we're, we're, we're doing that right. there right. you know what I mean like that so right. like if they can come out 18 fresh start like yo I did that and I just want to help one person no help the same person I was mm. learn it instead of learning at 27 learning at 18 yeah. be the person mm. you needed when you, you mean younger. like that and that's and yeah. I think I can help with that you know I mean? if that's a purpose I have you know I mean besides myself of being great in battle rap absolutely. like I mean, help other people yeah, that's beautiful. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and you already know working. you have our support mm -hmm. in whatever way we can show up in that space. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And when we saying. have black men in the position of power that you find yourself to be in today, we got to support that. Um, we come at our artists a lot of times for not kicking knowledge, for not giving the lessons mm -hmm. in every bar and that type of stuff. So when you got somebody that's doing that, if y'all never heard of Easy to Block Captain before, go on it. What's your Instagram? Easy Block Cat. Everywhere, E-A-Z-Y-B-L-O-C-K-C-A-P-T, and that's across the board, right. everywhere, Perfect. easy to block captain on YouTube, right. um, and just, I was, I was only one easy to block yeah, captain. Yeah, no word. doubt. So, yeah, so, make, yeah, make, so was, yeah. make sure y'all do your due diligence, do your research, put the audio book on, especially if y'all got young men, y'all in the car, yeah. turn a little Yachty or whoever it is, mm -hmm. no disrespect, put on the audio book. My man right. talking and dropping knowledge, so let's support these brothers when we got them in this type of position to actually be able to affect change. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we close? Yes, out? actually, one thing. I appreciate y'all for having me Love here. It. Love right? it. Um, <laughs> I think I was supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I was, I, I, I'm building. I'm doing a lot of work, and then just for this battle, I don't usually get nervous, right. but I was, like, a little uneasy gotcha. to come to this battle, right? When I think, like, this. Mm. You mean wow. help like help me. Like I needed this. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Like that because it's so chaotic. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Promotion <laughs> and all of that. You know I mean so now I'm just, you know, sitting just like, you know yeah. what, learned a few things. So no it's doubt. a few things that y'all said. I'm just like, okay, I'm a, right. uh, you dig what I mean? Right. Like so I'm supposed to be sitting into this space and it's just yeah. a it's just a beautiful thing because mm. now I feel like I know what's about to happen. Mm. Yeah. You understand? Appreciate that, bro. Like that's so that. I appreciate y'all for having me, absolutely. About to be a heavy 3-0 now. Yeah. It was already gonna be a 3-0, oh, it's about to be up. a heavy 3-0. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks. Um, we cannot wait. I can't wait right. to upload this. Right. Um, Monday, and, right? Yeah, yes. Monday. Really, and the battle I would, is Saturday, so we got okay. a week to help promote for the absolutely. battle. Yes, episode. absolutely. I'll send y'all like the link. Okay. Perfect. Oh yeah, gutacity.com. I am revamping. I know people have been telling me to get an assistant because I am doing this on my own. <laughs> I'm doing this on my own. You know what I mean? But it's like nobody knows your vision or where you right. know your sure, vision. Yeah. So before I, you know try to help other people I, I need to make right. sure my vision is 100% complete but I do have the I do have the website www.gutacity.com that's going to be in the revamp please you know go get that support and all of that everything that got going on yeah Absolutely. perfumes colognes. yeah I got perfume yeah. and cologne and um I got music that's um, unreleased on right. there too that's not on iTunes and oh, nothing nice. that you can just you know you can you could, you could go there and it's a lot of other things that I, I have coming, but right. you know what I mean? It's like, I, after this battle is up. Right. Yeah. And, and if, if you're somebody that functions in the world of being an assistant, 
or management Absolutely. in some way, shape, right. or form. We're trying to build global community. So if the energy is right, reach out to this brother. You never know. You could be the person to help him on this path. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate you being here, bro. No, thank yes. you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate so you. All right, y'all. We will see y'all on the next episode. Peace.